Hey, hello. Hey. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of The Last Ones in Podcast. I am the host, E, joined today with the person who lives here, Dariah. That's me. And the person who doesn't live here, Robbie. Hey, that's me. Uh, this week, we're, we're kicking it old school. And we are watching Seven Samurai, made by Kurosawa, and it came out in 1954. Oldie. Very Real old. old school. Um, so, this is a funny one, because I'm presenting this, and if you know this movie, you probably like, this doesn't seem like E would be into it, because it's very old, live action, and very long. Yeah. <laughs> So you said it's, yes. Um, <laughs> it is something that we discussed because, like, we always complain about how long the movies I bring are, and then like E ends up bringing what's going to be the longest movie we've done so is far. Is it? I thought the Watchmen cut was. I think Watchmen technically counts as being. Yeah, the I guess technically yeah. It does. Well, here's the thing: this is 208 minutes long. That's eight minutes too long. I'm sorry. I'm out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta cap it. But, yeah, but. Before we get to the movie and all that jazz, uh, Jiraiya, how you been? I'm I've been great. Uh, what I got flavor? really into Pinto lately. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm doing great. I've been, I got my uh, caps on my teeth, um, so I have normal teeth stuff again, and I can chew, and it's great. You can put water in them now. Uh, I don't know. Cold kind of hurts actually, oh. which is unfortunate because they didn't do that before. Um, but you can eat a Butterfinger now. I could technically eat a Butterfinger. I don't know if any, like, I met a person who, like, consciously always would want to eat a Butterfinger. Like, people like will butter eat Butterfinger. But, like, if you were, like, in a store, would you grab the Butterfinger? Like, yes! would that be your first go? Sometimes. That's your first it's, option, a Butterfinger. F- it counts on what mood I'm in. <laughs> Apparently you're in uh, the mood Specifically to when you're not in the mood for a Butterfinger, would that be your first <laughs> If I'm not in the mood for a Butterfinger, then I'll grab a Snickers. There you go. That's um, the first and right choice. <laughs> and a Butterfinger is just like a weird candy to me. It's like, there's no texture like a Butterfinger. I guess I'll give you that. Yeah. So if you did want that specific texture. Yeah, I guess if you want to seem like you're chewing on rocks and styrofoam at the same time. Yeah, and they get stuck in your teeth. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. It's a snack for later on. It's like an hour down the line, I can just like pick it out of my teeth like, and have a little bit yeah, more Yeah, and you're trying to brush your teeth, and you can't because they've caramelized. <laughs> then I have minty Butterfinger. Uh. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's been great. I played a bunch of Tunic. Uh, didn't really watch a whole lot, but we'll talk about the stuff I've been up to in post-credits for sure on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, just broke a part of our equipment today because I got real angry. So Yeah, he had a heated gamer moment. Except just not gaming. I was just, I existed, and it wasn't good. It didn't work out for me. Um, ah, the hardest game of all existence. Life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but every, everything's going great. It's good stuff. Good to hear. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, uh, how you is? I is the same shenanigans is kidney beans. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think the only thing, like, really too different is like last week i said that i picked up uh inscription and 
Started playing oh, that. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, got super frustrated whenever I was on the first act. But I'm past <laughs> that. And I'm on the second act. <laughs> to be fair, I could definitely see why you yeah. frustrated. <laughs> I, I got frustrated with that, and then Dry kept on telling me, he's like, well, can't you just break the games? No. <laughs> like, well, apparently people have just been breaking the games. Like, yeah, maybe later on in the game, but what they give you at the beginning of the game does not let you break it. It takes a couple. <laughs> yeah. uh, other than that, um, whenever I got off of the podcast last week, actually, I finally decided to pick up uh, The Last of Us Part Two again. Nice. And I ended up playing it until my controller died. So, so like two hours. Yeah, so like two or two and a half. <laughs> Probably closer to three, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, PlayStation Four controllers are so iffy on like how long they're charging. It's because there's yeah. so much shit in controllers nowadays. You have the fucking rumble pack in there, the goddamn trigger pack in there, the like, fucking touch, touch pack in there. Like the two PS4 controllers I have, one of them lasts six hours, the other lasts four. They're the same length of old. I have two PS5 controllers. One lasts five hours and one lasts four. So I don't know, man. I don't. I don't understand why the batteries are different in them. Let's go back to wired. Mm, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I'm um, about midway through Seattle on that game. Give you an idea of. Well, I don't even oh, know about midway, but yeah, you're not very far at all. No, like I, like I said, I played until my controller died, and I was like, well, I should probably sleep. I just like the, you know, halfway to Seattle, <laughs> through Seattle. Yeah, through. I would say you're probably. I know I'm still early in the game. Yeah, you're like four hours in. You have a lot of ways to go. Yeah, that's a very long game. I, yeah, I was gonna say I know that like there's more that happens, especially with like the whole big thing that everyone talked about with the game. That happens yeah, early on. Happens very very yeah, early when you on, do a yeah. kickflip. It's pretty dope. Yeah, it is great actually. Yeah, there's definitely a kickflip of some kind that happens <laughs> in that game. There's just like three hours where it's Tony Hawk for some reason. Yeah. I, I might have love. Also- <laughs> I know I like always. I, I sure do love being like, oh, yeah, I would love if this game just completely threw away what it's building up to. I would love if some, like, super deathly serious story game just started turning into Tony Hawk but still gave you the same exact, like, story. Like, fucking Ellie or whatever, like, does a grind and then, like, kickflips off of it and then it's like, oh, my dog just died. <laughs> Like the the dog dying was the most dramatic thing you can think of. <laughs> I don't know any of the characters, and I was worried I might accidentally say a spoiler. Mm, that's fair. Uh, yeah, no, that game is intense though. The closest I can think of a game doing that is, I guess, in um, like the special edition of the PS2 version of Metal Gear Solid 2. They actually do have a skating demo in it where you play like the characters of Metal Gear Solid, which is like a, another deathly serious yeah. game. But like, you just have well. like a mini game where you can be skating in there. Nice. I don't know if we should go so far as to say Metal Gear Solid's deathly serious. Theoretically, it there is. There is a guy yeah. who shits himself to death in one of them, so. There is a guy who does shit himself to death. There's also. There's also Listen, dysentery run- is a very serious disease. There's also yeah. a running gag where every game has somebody in the lineage of that timeline, and all of that family has IBS. <laughs> That's just a running thing in every single Metal Gear Solid game. So maybe. I mean, Nuclear War 2, but also that. <laughs> <laughs> Nuclear war, yeah. uh, war crimes in general. Yeah, get like, yourself a game that can do both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would. Uh, I would argue Metal Gear Solid is a game that can do both. Yeah. I want to play them eventually. Yeah, I it mean, would I, be you're right. I technically, have most of them. It would technically be possible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like how you're phrasing this. <laughs> I tried to do a mystery stream yesterday with my PS5, and the Elgato that is here just didn't work for what I needed to do. And it wasn't even the Elgato's fault. Uh-huh. I needed to get party chat through the Elgato. But you can't 
do that on PS5 because there's two options for what chat can go through on a PS5. The headset you have plugged in or the controller. Mm. And Elgato doesn't pick up either of those. <laughs> to be fair, the Elgato that I gave you is an older one, too. But Yeah, but it should just... It's, it, if I brought my Xbox up here, it wouldn't even been a problem. If I brought a PS3 up here, if I brought any other console up here, so it's, it's literally a PS5, a PS5 problem. problem okay. nice. And only when I need to get party chat, because everything else would have worked fine. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> anyway, we're playing Alan Wake on the PS5 when we play that. Ah, is it the Alan Wakeative edition? Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> the fu- Wakeative? The Fully Woken edition. The Fully Woke. <laughs> Uh, super woke edition. Yeah, the <laughs> Alan Wake gets canceled on Twitter.com edition. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We won't get canceled, but we might get taken our stream down if we just play that without with all the music on. Actually, oh yeah, there's a lot of yeah copyrighted stuff in there. Anyway, Which is that is fortunate. That is one thing that I was thinking of for like the streams that we do is uh since E's into are super into fighting games, I was wondering how he would deal with like a game like Def Jam, but then I realized it's a Def Jam game because he used Def Jam music, so it's just like all of the copyrighted music is mm-hmm. on that game. Yeah, yeah, you can't play that. <laughs> well, we could. could. We, we just, just have to turn, turn the music Yeah, turn all yeah. the music And we off. put a different album from them. Uh, anyway. Uh, but hey, yeah. how uh, are you doing? Yeah, um, I was gone last week. Uh, I had been on a vacation with my family. We we drove to this uh, little, like, uh, mountain spring town. Yeah. Uh, very nice, very relaxing. Uh, I roll, I went to an amusement park. Very not my jam. I'll throw that out. I saw a couple uh, videos of one of the rides, and that looked <laughs> horrible. Um, yeah, one's just like this little uh, kind of a roller coaster. I don't know. You're in like a car thing that you control the speed. Oh yeah. I yeah, should more say one. you control the brake. It's like a wooden thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that one I was terrified on it, but like in retrospect, I bet if I went on a second time, it would be much better because it's it's not too bad. I avoided one where you're on, like, a hang line and jump and, like, go down. It's very short. Uh, My family waited, like, an hour, and I asked each other, and they were like, yeah, that was not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Then I, like, convinced myself, oh, I bet I could do this, like, giant swing ride. Uh-huh. And, like, there was no line, so, like, you know, that's the biggest time I can psych myself out is, like, watching it the yeah. whole time. I went on it. And um, we were like, okay, like, I bet if you, because it's right on a mountain. Sure. So you see the mountainside, and you're like, I bet, like, if you're on the side that looks towards the amusement park, it'd be better. Uh, no, because, like, when that gets to the apex, I look directly at the ground. <laughs> <laughs> um, The best place to look whenever you're hundreds of feet in the air. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, my mother before was like, hey, you can't curse if you're on there, because, you know, it's like, there's children around. <laughs> <laughs> the entire time I'm just because <laughs> I'm like I'm like eternally wanting to say a oh, fuck shit 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 fuck, but like I'm catching myself. <laughs> well, you caught yourself at least. Yeah. Um. That sounds horrifying. In retrospect, I would never ride that one again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. That, that seems like a me kind of ride. Maybe I bet like I my all the rest of my family did like it a lot. Um. But yeah, that was fun. Went to a lot of went to a hot spring, and hot springs are great. Love them. Super nice. Uh, on the ride home, it snowed. Lovely. And you know, we're in a town. We're in a state that it snows a lot. Yeah. So like, I didn't think anything of it. There was apparently a crash. Sure. So we had to like take a way out. 
Uh, on the exit, there was a truck that just, like, was standing there for 30 minutes. Someone what? went up to ask him what's up, and then, like, they went to each car and were like, hey, you got to just back up, like, eight feet. I don't know why the fucking truck driver didn't get out and be like, hey, can you guys back up so I can go? Because it's like a semi. What? And they tried to turn, and they missed the turn. Oh. <laughs> so they were stuck, technically, but I don't know if I believe they were stuck because it's a semi. Huh. And, like... When we passed it, it was like a patch of snow. So I don't know how they got stuck. What the hell? Um, Florida truck driver like saw snow for the first time, maybe. <laughs> maybe. And it's like, I, what I is can't. That? I just can't. I can't. Yeah. Um. So what was like a three and a half hour ride took us seven hours. Oh, because we just got stuck everywhere. My my parents left later than us. They just couldn't get on the highway. Really? It just cl- they just had to close the highway. Oh fuck! It wasn't like blizzarding or anything either. It was so crazy. What the hell? Yeah. Um. So I missed like a day of work because of that. I I'm on my own schedule, so it's not the worst. But I just didn't get as many hours in this week, which sucks. Yeah. Because you know, rent. <laughs> yeah. So I'll that's have to definitely a do thing. Some stuff, but um, landlords like money. Yeah. Uh. Then I like celebrated my grandparents' birthday. Uh, I went home, and I I put my key in my lock, and it fucking broke. <laughs> Luckily, last time this I when I was gone, uh, I had a friend watch my cat, and the key got stuck. They had to take it apart the entire lock, and get a new lock. Um, my key broke, but we did we could manage to just pull it out, and then we had a spare key. But goddamn, that was stupid. You cherry ha- on top. You've had awful luck with locks. Locks in, like, apartments. Mm, yeah. Um. Also, I, I guess I wasn't here after I did it. I aged. I yeah, did it. you did age. Happy aging. Yeah. Hit the big sometime in my 20s because I don't like giving my age out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um. Yeah. So, it was very up and down kind of week. Um. My job's going great though, so I'm I'm happy about that. We yeah. we made some good progress, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seems like you're really having a fun time with that. Yeah. You can listen to a dog's heartbeat. I did that. It was Ooh. me. I put a heart in it. <laughs> uh, you are God. I'm God. That's what it feels like to be a game designer. The other time it's like, I fucking know nothing. Why doesn't any of this goddamn shit work? Oh wait, I forgot a semicolon. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh hey it's perfect now as so, a game yeah. dev some days you are god on the other days you are Midas and everything you touch breaks yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah so very up and down week but you know I'm here I'm back uh, we beat Button City on our Wednesday streams finally we, we did nice. that was we went extra long on it yeah I probably could have not done a couple of the fetch quests to make that better but you know hindsight's 70 I mean, honestly, that game is just chilling. Like, that's what yeah, that game like, is. So. I, I love that game. That uh, Highly recommend Button City, honestly, Super if you're anyone listening. Uh, I'm back to play some Half-Life this week, this uh, Saturday as well. Yep. Um, so look forward to that. But we're here for mostly one reason, and that reason is we're going to watch a movie. Ack. So I'm... Um, as always, I have seen it. I'm hosting. Uh, Dry, have you seen Seven Samurai? I have not, and it's one that I've gotten yelled at quite a bit for never seeing before. <laughs> uh, Robbie, have you seen Seven Samurai? I have not, but I've seen the stuff that came after it that was heavily inspired by Seven Samurai. Yeah. So, uh, 
I saw this in high school, my Japanese class, uh, sure. very important to Japanese culture, so makes sense. Right. As I said, 1954, Kurosawa. Kurosawa makes most of the groundbreaking yeah. uh, samurai movies, so it makes sense. Uh, it is arguable that he brought Japanese cinema to the Western world. Yeah. So, uh, 208 minutes or 3 hours and 26 minutes, if you think like I think. <laughs> uh, here's a, I, arguably a first. Um, this movie's just not rated. Yeah, it's before rating. It, yeah, it's old yeah. enough that, yeah. Uh, we had a couple of those. We had, um, what was it, the weed Nos- one? Oh, yeah, Nosferatu, Nosferatu I don't think. also. But, like, yeah, like, if uh, I felt like the 50s, they started rating, but I guess not. No, no, like, I don't think ratings hat were forced into effect until late 80s or early 70s, I think. Yeah, that's fair. I think it was probably, yeah, like, late 60s, early 70s, during the exploitation phase yeah. of movies. Mm. Yeah, when things started getting crazy, and then porn theaters started popping up. Right. <laughs> but, um... HBO, they they say it's a TV-14. I guess I can agree sure. with that. I might want to say it's, like, leaning towards an R, but we'll get there. We'll get there. If there's so, not a lot of cussing in it, then TV-14 is probably what Yeah, it's. I was going to say, mm-hmm. I would say, like, a hard PG-13, maybe, like, a light R or something like that. Yeah. Um, I will start with Jiraiya, because okay. I think he has less of an idea of what this movie would be. What do you think Seven Samurai is about? All right, so I've seen a trailer uh, for The Magnificent Eight on Hulu, <laughs> or uh, Netflix, I mean. Uh-huh. Uh, so I assume this is about a group of random people uh, who have to get together, and they need to defend their town. So there's, like, a grocer and, like, a funeral person, and then, like, an actual samurai who's, like, really good at samuraiing, and he's training the other samurais to samurai. Uh, and then, like, there's a guy who's, like, barely old enough to samurai, and they're like, you shouldn't be samuraiing. <laughs> he's like, I want a samurai, so he samurais. You then... can't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, grinds on his katana. To... <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I assume there's, like, a bunch of people, and they need to defend their town from an army or invasion of some kind. Okay. Uh, Robbie. I mean, I was going to say the same thing, so instead I'm going to give you what <laughs> totally not is seven samurai. <laughs> so... Seven samurai go up and they meet the king and all of them have crystals showing mm-hmm. that they're the chosen ones. And they say that he needs to meet up with the knight that is watching over the land. And they meet up with the knight and it turns out he's evil and he's trying to take over everything. So they have to fight the knight and it turns out that uh, he was bringing four creatures together to try to take over the kingdom. Is this Final Fantasy? Yes, this is the first Final <laughs> Fantasy. Oh, I thought we were talking about Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. You're pretty close to right. Uh, something you said makes me curious, but um, I'll I'll read the back of the box, which is the <laughs> HBO Max uh, description. I really like this description because I think it's perfectly what you need to know. Okay. Japanese villagers hire team as traveling samurai to defend them against a bandit attack. That's pretty close. You are pretty yeah. close. Here's what makes me curious about you saying you saw a trailer for Magnificent Eight. Uh huh. There is an American cut of this called The Magnificent Seven, mm-hmm. and that one is subbed and apparently runs 158 minutes, so they, like, removed an hour? Weird. But, um, I wonder if that's, like, a weird sequel to it, then? So, Absolutely is not. Y- no? Okay. No. That's actually one of those things, like, that I knew about it was, um, basically the people who made the original Magnificent Seven watched Seven Samurai and went, you know what this needs? 
Cowboys and made a cowboy mm, version of the movie. Mm. Magnificent Eight is Cowboys. So it's yeah. a spiritual sequel. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, the Ameri- it's the American ripoff of Seven Samurai is what it is. We like to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we do. Um, but yeah, uh, this is going to be a long one for us, so I'll, I'll keep much of this feel here. I'm not even going to read a whole lot of fun facts anyways. Okay. But uh, we will see you guys after... Consuming some samurai movie. Yeah. I have oh a question. wait, you have a good question. I bet. Where else can people watch this if they want to? So, like I said, we're gonna watch it on HBO Max, and I it said YouTube, Google, and Vudu is all I could really find. Okay. Um, it's an old enough movie. You could probably find a lot of places you can watch it. I don't. I think it might be in public domain. I don't think it's public domain. I think the Criterion Collection might have caught are caught onto mm. it. So. Uh, it's one of those, like, they got a lot of Akira things. Like, so, um, Turner Movie Classic, I think, is one of those things because HBO has the partnership with Turner Movie Classics is why you can watch it on there. But if they have their own streaming service, you can probably watch it on that. Or I'm guessing the Criterion thing because the Criterion Collection has their own streaming service. Yeah, they do. All right. Uh, probably check that then. I didn't I didn't see anything about it, but I don't yeah. think anyone ever talks about yeah, the that, Criterion streaming service. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not exactly one of those things that you click on it and it's going to be like the first search on google mm-hmm. or anything yeah but yeah that should be everything i believe so let's get to it all right we'll be back in just a little bit and we're back from watching seven samurai uh long movie so yeah might that be, was definitely a long movie might be a little lower energy to, right now at least um <laughs> But let's get general thoughts out of the way. Uh, most curious, uh, Jiraiya. Um, I did like this quite a bit more than I did Rashomon. I felt like it. <laughs> um, it just felt like there was better writing and all, honestly, better cinematography overall. Um, Maybe even better chemistry between all the characters. Yeah, and there's more characters for there to be chemistry too. Yeah, yeah. like that. Uh, Rashomon felt more of like a court scene. <laughs> Kind of almost almost a court scene, but like more of like a um, it's just a he said she said. So there's never like gonna be a satisfying ending with that, and I wanted that with it. Um, it I in a court scene in a way of like I've seen many Law and Order episodes that have this exact premise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clearly taken from this kind of thing, obviously, but like right. um, and like Seven Samurai, the only thing I've ever seen equivalent to that is when westerns ripped it off, and Star Wars. And Star Wars. That's yes. A, uh, <laughs> if you watch Seven Samurai, I've, well, I watched it first, and I was like, dang, Star Wars is a lot like Seven Samurai, but like watching this, you can definitely see a lot of George Lucas's inspiration. Yeah. For better and for worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I like it actually quite a bit. Uh, I'm not going to say it's my favorite movie ever, but I definitely see the inspirations that people took from it more so in this than, than I did in Rashomon. All right. That's fair. I think that's kind of all i can hope for for you i didn't know because like i think there was a little bit of a like a hard uh what's the word hard sell yeah on this for you yeah a little bit yeah next in line robbie that's me i think so i know let's let's check the paperwork make sure yeah are the results in on that you are not the father oh no damn well anyways my opinion on it (laughs) um I did like this movie. I would say it's a bit long in the tooth, though, but I think that's kind of expected for a movie that's three and a half hours long. Um, 
it did have a lot to say and a lot does happen with this film and you could tell that it did have like quite the budget to tell the story that they wanted to tell and it's not exactly something that would be easy to tell in like you know a 90 minute movie uh but there were some things that you can see where they probably could have cut on but and but like you like dry said you can see where a lot of inspiration for like a lot of different cinema arm cinematography like both western and japanese came from this movie and i think just from this director in general uh you can tell that he kind of has like his certain actors that he likes to cast in all of his movies because they just show up in all of in said movies mm-hmm. um all in all i think it was done very well though like there are some characters that seem like somewhat abrasive that actually become pretty lovable towards the end of the movie uh not everybody because it is such a large cast of characters that like not everybody gets a lot of time to grow their characters like you can tell that there's some that basically had the limelight more so than others in this but it all works out pretty well in this film like i all in all i'd say it's pretty good all right and uh i brought this this is like one of those movies i can't exact I could, I could never explain to you why I love it as much as I do. This is one of those movies, when I watched it, I just kind of fell in love with it. I think because there are a lot of really cool things about this movie. The cinematography is really interesting. I think uh, structure-wise, it's very different from what you would see nowadays and very different from what you saw in American movies. Like, has a lot of that charm to it that you kind of get in this weird storytelling way because like you know most uh american movies it's like the three-act structure whereas this it's like kind of all over the place and there are times when it's just kind of like yeah, this is just kind of what happened that day yeah. yeah there are a few of those the closest thing to this in american cinema really is kind of the heyday of spaghetti westerns honestly mm-hmm. like the late 60s 70s slightly into the 80s but they were kind of dying off to then if we're being honest yeah um and then i think in the last let's say six, seven-ish years, you've seen quite a bit of a renaissance in cowboy culture and cowboy movies and just kind of the style. Well, it's kind of the thing that's always like uh, the people who grew up on those are now the people making a lot of stuff nowadays. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Because like uh, cartoons, that's a very, very common pipeline you hear from animators and like writers are like, yeah, I was watching like He-Man growing up and like, I wanted to make cartoons. Yeah, yeah. And then they made cartoons way better than He-Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, but yeah, uh I I just love this movie. Uh there's some definitely something about this kind of storytelling like specifically like here is basically a month of these people's lives and what happened during that month. I don't know why, but I really like that way of storytelling. Cuz like this is one of those movies I feel the passage of time. Like it really feels like days are going by. Yeah. And it I does. think that's uh really interesting. Uh but yeah, I I definitely love this movie. I think there are definitely better samurai movies and stuff, but you know, sometimes you gotta pay homage to the greats. Like there is a clear reason this became so important to cinema, like this movie is regarded as like probably one of the top 100 movies of the time of all time. I mean, people would say, yeah, I, um, I can see it. Honestly, I think a lot of the characters are really good and it has a lot of, um, character types now that are considered cliches, like the, the wise master and like the goof yeah. off and stuff like that. But like this uses them all to their advantage. Cause it's almost like all of the seven samurai together are one complete full character mm-hmm. and so it actually feels like you're kind of it actually kind of starts to feel like a loss when some of them start going down yeah it's like 
there's almost three characters in this movie, which is the samurai, the townspeople, and the bandits. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I think it does it really well. Uh, I think that's most of the general stuff out of the way. Uh, I'm not going to have, I, I purposely didn't grab a lot of fun facts because this is one of the movies, there's like a billion fun facts you can yeah. spat out. Um, One I thought was interesting and might like make more sense to you than it makes sense to me. Uh, Apparently this is like one of the earliest multi-cam setups for a movie. Hmm. Um, Especially for like, definitely for Kurosawa apparently. Like, yeah. Uh, I think that kind of makes sense with how they do a lot of shots, and that that's just one of those things. That's, like, really interesting. Like, yeah, there's it, not a single cam setup. Yeah, that's one of those things that in cinema nowadays is kind of taken for granted of, like, you're going to have your two shots, and then you're going to have a third camera over in the distance for a backup shot because you never know if you just need a filler shot or whatever. And so, like, if there's two people talking, you have two cameras, and you have a camera off in the distance, so it's seeing the whole picture. So you have three different shots at any given time that you can use for any given scene. Um, and that is not the norm for a lot of things. It wasn't the norm for a lot of cinema at the time. It was like, you mm-hmm. do the take, and then you're all right, let's have the other person does their take in the camera, then you move on with the film. Um, a lot of shows, for a very, very long time, uh, use the one-camera setup. Right, like it was a big thing when the multicam sitcom came out, if I remember yeah. right, TV history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a huge deal, because that's like instant production value. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... um. Yeah, so that's out of the way. Uh, in regards to story, this one you could drone on trying to like talk about the whole thing. I'm gonna say this movie is basically gonna be four acts. I would argue. Okay. The first act is gathering all the samurai. I would say the second act is meeting all the townspeople. Uh, the third act is the training, and the fourth act is the actual war. I would say the movie's basically in those four acts. Does that sound about right? That sounds fair, honestly. About, yeah. 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 So, um, quick thing with the, so let's, again, we'll try not to go too far in because it'd be yeah. very easy to talk about I mean, it'd be also everything. easy to, like, break those all down to chapters, too, because I feel like there's yeah. almost chapters to this movie of, like, this happened this day, this is a chapter, this happened this day, this is a chapter. Yeah. But uh, for structure's sake, let's, let's, like, go each of those probably in what we, like, if there are parts that really stuck out to us and all that, so, um. Gathering the samurai. This one like feels the longest. I would say. Disagree. No. Okay. Yeah, I think the third act of how you structured it feels the longest to me. The training. Yeah, that feels like it's most of the movie. Uh, maybe. I think in one of those things where we like how we view some of these movies, just time wise, is different. Because like, yeah, I would say I think this movie is actually fairly easy to sit down and watch the whole thing. Which is saying a lot for me. Considering its length. Yeah. I don't ever want to hear you complain about length again. <laughs> I'm going to complain all the time. <laughs> like, this is just one of those movies I could just, like, I can just go through the whole thing, honestly. Like, it's kind of weird to say, because I'll complain about a two-hour movie sometimes. <laughs> I think it's just, like, one of those things where I never feel like it's wasting my time, as you say a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like... It's one of those movies where, like, all the dialogue flows so well and all the uh, characters are so enjoyable that it doesn't feel like a slog. I would never say it feels like a slog. I agree with that. But it does feel like there are a couple things where, like, the movie wouldn't hurt by taking this yeah, one Yeah, okay. Out or... I will... Uh, I'll get this out there. I'm not saying this movie needs to be three hours and 26 <laughs> minutes yeah. long. I will never say there it. Were... There's, like, so many scenes where, like, you could cut, like, 
three seconds off them just running across the whole town. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of weird, like, scenes where they'll just show the whole running. And I think it's really charming in a lot of ways watching old movies where before they were like, maybe we shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> there's, like, a charm to it. But, yeah, there's so much stuff you can cut, honestly. Um, But, yeah, Gathering the Samurai, I think this is, like, a really good way to introduce the characters. Like, yeah. Like, you know, something cliche nowadays where you're, like, getting the whole team together and yada, yada. The but, band back together. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> it still feels like it's done in a way that doesn't feel like it's just inherently being, like, oh, here's this guy. He's on the team. Here's this guy. Like, yeah. there's kind of some back and forth. I think the reason why that works so well is because the movie does do a really good job of making you believe that the Master Samurai, the one that they get the, on board first. Mm-hmm really is this master samurai like it makes you feel like he fucking knows his shit and so when he's like testing people and he's telling people to do things you're like you're on board you're like he knows what he's doing like I, i'm never doubting him a single second yeah and i i don't know any of the actors or the characters names i'll throw that out there too but Same. i think the yeah. i tried pulling it up and like they're all like yeah they're japanese. all <laughs> yeah they're all old japanese names too so it's hard to say what yeah i know one and that's kuchiro and even then it's like kikuchiro and that might still be wrong, but um, <laughs> I mean the way they say it in the movie is Kichiro. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think the the old uh, samurai definitely nailed his role. Absolutely. Like, again, like you could see the inspiration in Star Wars. He he feels kind of like that. Uh, oh, almost like that Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. Where like he knows what he's doing, but he's not like in infallible. No. Like he doesn't feel like he always has the answer. Even like he sets this up like. They see what he's doing where he, like, solves this uh, hostage situation. You're like, okay, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. But, like, when uh, there's a young samurai in there and he tries to, like, oh, be, I want to be your disciple. He immediately's like, I'm just kind of a guy. And, like, he is also, <laughs> like, I've been in many wars and I've we've lost every war I've been in. Yeah. Which is one of those li- lines that, like, makes is in a new light when you get to the end of the movie, of course. But yeah, it's kind yeah. of an interesting thing where it's like, he knows what he's doing, but he's not like the guy, like he won't solve everything. Right. It's not, he's not there to like solve all the problems. He's a warrior and he knows what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I g- think for act one, the thing that stands out to me the most is a thing that has to be set up is whenever he's trying to, whenever he like is on board, finally, uh-huh. It takes a bit of convincing to get him on board from the farmers. Um, the first test he has is like, here, get this stick. And when he comes into the door, try and hit him. And if he, he blocks it or he grabs it away from you, he's a real samurai. Right. Um, and the first guy comes in, he like grabs it, and he's like, oh, yeah, he's, he's a real warrior. Please join us. Uh, he doesn't, inevitably. Yeah, um, which, again, that's a neat thing they do. I feel yeah. like a lot of movies would feel like that's wasting time. Yeah, um, but it sets up later to where when... There's a samurai, and he's, like, being led in. He, like, is about to walk in. He sees, like, a bunch of footprints and stuff on the ground. He's like, hmm, you can't be serious, no. right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's my favorite moment in that whole part, it's I so, think. like, this movie is, like, really funny in a lot of ways. Not, like, unintentionally because it's old, but, like, there's just a lot of really funny moments. Yeah. That I think is really interesting. And, like, it's funny, and it shows that this samurai is not only experienced, but he's so experienced he already knows it's a yeah. trap. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, yeah, and he's like, uh, we need you on our team. And, yeah. you know, it really, it's a really interesting thing where it's like, oh, yeah, not only is it important to never have your guard down, but you need to know, like, knowledge is very important. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
very interesting thing is the villagers went to get these samurai. All they can offer is food. Yeah, that's it. That's all they have. Yeah. Food and shelter. And he even says that to them too. He's like, "There's not exact. There's not going to be a rise in rank from this, nor is there any money involved in this. But we're helping yeah. people who need to be helped." Yeah, which I liked a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's that's the expectation. It makes sense why you end up with this ragtag team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so there's that. Uh, one of the samurai they get, they get because uh, one the guy they got earlier is like looking in some old guy's like oh yeah there's some beatneck samurai in my backyard <laughs> he said he'll chop my wood if i give him food yeah <laughs> it's like yeah it's like really interesting and again it's not like these are idiots no they're the not moment. yeah like they're just kind of not in the best place yeah yeah well that's one thing because they get what's considered to be like a motley crew worth of samurai because like they're not like all a team nor they even know each other it's just like they just happen to be in the area I'm like hey do you, do you want a job yeah it's a uh, really interesting so you end up with the master the young one the one who knew the trap uh they later find the own uh, old acquaintance of the master mm-hmm. uh when just looking around there's a like fight going on and uh they watch a samurai duel and they try to convince the guy who led that um <laughs> there's the woodcutter guy yeah the woodcutter and the last one is <laughs> my favorite character honestly one of at least the yeah. master is really good but like um which is kuchiro and he's really interesting because they introduced him really early on Super yeah. early, like almost immediately. Yeah, so like he's like watching the old man do what he's doing, and when it's just the old man or the master and the young one walking, he's like trying to pick a fight almost with the master, but he won't say anything. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of like dog mad dogs him and like just walks around in a circle around him. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but later, like when they have six, and they're like, ah, "Well, we don't have much time. We just need to go." Really. Uh. Some of the people were just like, I don't really know what they are. They're just kind of peddlers, I guess. I don't know. Hangarounders. Hangarounders. Sort yeah. of chill. Loiters. Oh, it's almost like <laughs> a bar kind of thing. Yeah. Almost. Um, I guess loiters would probably be the best thing yeah. to say about it. Because, like, <laughs> they're scoundrels, maybe? Because, like, maybe? they just kind of, like, like I said, they just kind of hang around. And it seems like whenever they get food, it's because they stole it from somebody or beat someone up and took it from them. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're like. Oh, one of them's like, oh my god, I found this guy who like beat up four guys, <laughs> and he's like a crazy samurai, and like so crazy that he was like drinking between <laughs> the other guys fighting him. Yeah. <laughs> and they bring him in, so it's the you know it's the roll of threes. Yes. So this is the third time they're doing the strike overhead <laughs> technique to learn who's a good samurai. And when Kenjiro walks in, he just gets fucking smacked on the head. Yep. Yeah. He's super drunk. He's a fucking fool. And he's like, no true samurai will ever drink enough to let his guard down. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so uh, an important thing, they're not just like, yeah, they're like, oh, this is just some fucking drunkard. Mm-hmm. So they're not just going to let him in, you know? Yeah. Uh, But as they're going back, uh, Kuchiro is just following him the whole time. Yeah. Well, I think the funniest thing about that one is because he brings a scroll saying that he has like a yeah. long lineage of being part of a samurai family and they check in it's like oh are you this last one right here it's like yeah that's me right there it says you were born in 1573 is that sound right uh yeah that sounds right 
That would make you 13. Yeah. It's, just, <laughs> it's, one of those, it's just like a funny little thing because it's like, where did he even get that? Did he yeah. always have that or what? Yeah, they kind of have like that. Who, I think they even said like, all right, here's your precious scroll. Like maybe you should return it from whoever you stole it from. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's basically the gathering of everyone. Uh, So they all go, yeah, and they're all in town. Uh, this part's like fairly standard, just kind of meeting mm-hmm. a lot of the townsfolk, kind of building it up. There's the uh, the old man, as they keep calling him, <laughs> who's just kind of like the village elder, and he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, uh, we're probably good. I don't know. Yeah, uh, we so, could probably find him. I don't really know what's happening though." Yeah, he's like, I thought it was kind of funny what they did. That it's like, so we got seven of them. Oh, I probably needed ten. You told us to get four. Yeah, but if I told you to get ten, you'd bring fifteen back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun stuff. Uh, this is an interesting thing with Kuchiro, because, like, uh, everyone's scared of the samurai because they saw one guy cut his daughter's hair off, and they're like, oh, God, that probably means that they're going to treat our daughters terribly and, like, rape them. Yes, yeah, so they start hiding their daughters. Yeah, they hide their daughters, and they're all, like, hiding in the house when the samurais get there. Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> um, And they, like, go to meet the elder to see what's up, and the elder's like, yeah, everyone's kind of scared. And Kuchiro bangs on the alarm <laughs> <laughs> to get everyone out there to basically call them out for the bullshit. Yeah. He's like... Oh, I see. You guys aren't gonna give us a nice welcome, but once the once the bandits come, you're like, "Oh my gosh, samurai save us!" <laughs> and then, like all the samurai start laughing. It's really great, actually. Yeah, Kajiro Kajiro's really good. Like, he's a the, shithead, but he's a yeah. lovable one. I think because like he's a very similar character than he was in Rashomon, but I think it just executes. It was executed a lot better here. Yeah, I agree with that. It feels more. Um, like it makes him feel more human, and it makes the whole yeah. group feel more human because they're like. Without his, like, weird style of banter and stuff like that, they're all kind of hard asses, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, he, like, loosens people up and, like, they, like, start laughing. Like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, it's okay to just be a person sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he adds almost a Han Solo element to the whole thing. Kind of. If Han Solo was more a jackass... He's kind of a huge jackass. Like, yeah. he's a different kind of jackass. He's yeah. a chauvinistic jackass. Whereas, he's a Western like, jackass. Yeah, whereas Kachiro's just like a jackass in like he's such an oddball. Yeah. He's kind of hard not, it's kind of hard to hate him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and to be fair, I can also have a hard time seeing Han Solo. Like, somebody's like, I don't know, I'm scared. And then Han Solo goes, me, 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 yeah. me, me. I have a hard time seeing that in Star Wars. Yeah, Han Solo <laughs> wouldn't go to Chewie and like, oh, you fucking get your cojones up, dude. Like,. <laughs> It's 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 a very different kind of thing, and you know some of it's probably like the Japanese versus American kind of ideas of this character. Yeah, but um, yeah. So like, uh, this yeah, very important thing for Kuchiro. Honestly, like I think this is around the time you probably will get on board with this character. I think this is also the time where you will either decide whether you really want to watch this movie or not. Maybe I think. This is quite a bit of time being given to dedicated to this film at this point already. <laughs> so, like, if you're here and you're just like, eh, like it kind of feels like you're already here. We may as well just give it the other two hours. <laughs> the other two hours. Well, yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Most important stuff is you see the master like setting up the plan. Basically, they're like, here is what we need to do. Yeah. And uh, you know, this kind of bleeds into what I said was actually the training, like. You could argue this is one act, probably. 
if you wanted to. It does kind of bleed into it, though. Um, I think this is around the time that you were complaining about uh, the weird thing they did with the subtitles, where like there's a whole bunch of things written on yeah, the map, I'm, and it just says okay. North. I'm calling HBO Max <laughs> out. Fucking translate if there's Japanese text, please. <laughs> you don't get to cherry pick that either. You don't get to translate half of it. Why not? It's such a fucking... You know, maybe I'm spoiled by using fucking anime sites that know that I want to read what they have on the screen. I don't know, fucking... <laughs> yeah, how dare yeah. you? It's like, well, we don't really need to know that it's a mountain. We also don't need to know the name of the mountain. We don't yeah. need the history behind it. But we know it's north, so we'll just put north. They didn't even <laughs> translate all the credits, and I feel like that's kind of rude. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with you on that, especially yeah. considering the large cast that they had for this movie. And, like... They call, like, the Seven Samurai and, like, maybe a handful of other characters. They don't even say who they play. They just, like, the characters. Yeah. I th- Yeah, it's just weird. Very um, odd. But, yeah, I think a really interesting thing that happens during this time is learning more about the farmers. I'll just call them now instead of villagers because they are just a farm town. Yeah. yeah. Uh, They're not, like, super – they're not, like, squeaky clean. I think yeah. that's a really interesting part about this. Because, like, I think most of the characters aren't very squeaky clean in this. No, but, like, you know, you want to, like, oh, the poor farmers are going to have their place ransacked. And, like, I think it's a really humanizing element here. Because what happens is, you know, Kichiro's kind of, like, training them, like, how to use, they have bamboo sticks that are sharpened, Mm -hmm. which fucking hurt. Oh, yeah, that would probably kill. But one of them has a spear, and he's like, what is this? And they're like, a, a spear. Like, He's like, I know it. It's a fucking spear. Where <laughs> did you get it? know what a spear is, you idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> How do you have it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and you discover that they just have a bunch of, like, weapons and samurai gear. And, you know, you're like, huh, that's kind of interesting. And then the samurai's like, they fucking killed samurai to get this. Yeah. Which is, like, again, like, a really interesting thing. Like, you're, you know, more, like, it's not just like, oh, the farmers are good. It's like, no, the farmers kill people to survive like yeah. they have to do this yeah and um and that is more or less the argument that happens because like a lot of the samurai get super offended when they find like oh they've killed more of our own kind to like for their own gain or whatever and then Kichiro's the one who actually steps forward and says like you know something like like you rape and pillage and you steal from all these villagers and you don't expect any of them to fight back these these are people who fought back to just to survive like you can't blame them for this yeah yeah and uh, you learn one thing. Like, it's kind of obvious that Kachiro uh, isn't a traditional samurai. Yeah, yeah. Based I mean, between like his, the like, drunkard scene and like everything, just like his his oh, stance, yeah, his, his whole his, demeanor, like, his whole demeanor. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't carry his sword on his side; he carries it over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. which probably spawned that kind of <laughs> trope. It definitely spawned a trope in anime. Yeah, which um, but like here he's like going off like. What do you expect from them? They're helpless. They don't actually have anything they can do. And, like, the uh, the best situation for them a lot of time is to not have to lose everything. And samurai haven't helped them either. Samurai are the ones burning their houses down. Yeah. So it's like, and uh, the master's like, Kajiro, you were a farmer, weren't you? And, like, it's a really interesting thing, like, Again, he obviously wasn't a samurai, but, like, it explains a lot of his demeanor, like, why he acts how he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It also explains this guy who's very selfish and self-centered, why he's willing to go through all of this and help farmers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, and there's a scene that happens later on that also explains, or is, like, a whole lot of explanation, like, two words. 
yeah. Know, but but yeah. we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, they're setting up like the place to be ready to uh, like they're putting up fences and spike walls and everything just to make sure everything's good. Yeah, and yeah. uh, well, because it's one of the things that they said is that there's four separate ways that you can get into, but you can technically get uh, or you can technically be attacked all around this village. So we need to block off as much as we can and make it to where they have to come in either through the north, the east, or the east, the west, or the south. Yeah, and uh, another thing happens there where some scouts get in and, uh, you know, they can't be found out that there's samurai there or else they're going to really get fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they, they capture one of the scouts and uh, end up learning that there's like a... I don't really know what just a setup, a like like an encampment. Yeah, like, yeah, like a, a yeah, a bandit camp. Yeah, um so they're like, "Oh, well we got to go do something about that." And the uh, they have three horses from the scouts and uh Yohei, one of the villagers or farmers has a old horse that <laughs> only Kuchiro can ride. Yeah. And that's a little debatable. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> not but not very well though. No. Um but those three and uh, I don't remember Kiriki or something. Uh, we don't bother to look it up because we're gonna forget. And it's just yeah. like one of the farmers, but yeah. um, they go to find it, and uh, when they see it, they're like, "Okay, what we got to do is we got to basically smoke them out and take them on one by one as they're running out because they won't be ready." Yeah, so they set fire, mm-hmm. and uh, there are a bunch of captured women there. And they free most of them, uh, and like they're cutting down all the bandits. But there's one woman still there, and uh, the farmer like seem is seems to know her, and uh, she actually, when seeing him, kind of just runs back into the camp. And uh, the farmer's trying to run in there, but one of the samurai, the woodcutter, tries to stop him, and since the farmer's kind of going crazy because he saw someone he knocks him to the ground and uh the samurai hit his head and died uh (laughs) you go ahead and bring up the thing i thought that he was just shot (laughs) because whenever he falls down you hear like a (sighs) and i didn't think of it was like a dramatic sound effect to like show that he's been like fallen and hurt i took it as oh he got shot somebody shot him yeah. And that's not what happened. Maybe, I mean, maybe it is. Maybe I didn't see. It doesn't feel like a gunshot, <laughs> it doesn't though. doesn't feel like a gunshot. Yeah. It just sounded like one. Yeah, but uh, it does feel very much like a quick out of nowhere death, though. Yeah, and the uh, they're, the other two, which was Kuchiro and um, the friend of the master, were like, "What? who was that? What did you? And uh, the farmer's like, that was my wife. Mm-hmm. So, um, but unfortunately... The woodcutter died from this, and just one little excursion. Yeah, and it's like a really somber scene after that. It is like they bury yeah. him on the mountain. I mean, I thought it was also kind of a somber scene too with the scouts, just because like they kill two of the scouts and bring one of them back to find out where the camp is at. And like the automatically, all the farmers are like, "Let's murder this guy!" And the mm-hmm. samurai tried stopping them, saying like, "We can't just murder this person in cold blood." And then they let the village elder lady basically murder this guy. And the samurai, yeah. samurai just basically have to stand back and let this happen. Yeah, because uh, the bandits killed the elder lady's entire family. 
Yeah. And they basically say, like, let, let her have this for revenge for her son. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. like, she is kind of barely there. She's, like, she wants to die, essentially, at this point. She has nothing left. Yeah. And, like, it's kind of... Uh, it's, like, like uh, realistic kind of sad. Like, what do you... What, what do, you do you do in a situation yeah, like this? Yeah, where do you go from there? Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of, like, that. But, like, I also... Like, obviously, probably not as much nowadays. It probably was really surprising back then to, like, kill off a main character like that. I imagine so, actually, because, like, you just didn't do that then. You yeah. just don't kill your main characters. So, yeah, just, like, imagine seeing that. Just, like, hey, it's the seven samurai, and then just one dies. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and to be fair, the next movie to do something quite as crazy as that was actually 1960's Psycho. And right. that was considered to be a huge deal because he killed off the main character early in, off in that movie, too. Spoilers. Uh, I know. <laughs> I mean, there's other bigger spoilers in yeah. that movie. Yes, there are, actually. Um, we'll get to Psycho, probably. We That's will. A, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like the seven samurai or the six samurai, and the master's like, this wasn't, this was supposed to be like a quick thing. And like, yeah. You brought yeah. this guy on because you said he would be very, like, he would be a ray of sh- sunshine in these hard times. And. We need him now. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. They said he would help in our uh, during the dark times, and the darkest times have yet to come. Yeah, and it's like kind of because like he didn't have a whole lot of characterization, obviously, which is just an unfortunate matter of what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With us I, many characters, but I mean, whenever they're introducing him, he has a little bit of an exposition dump, and he's like talking about himself mm-hmm. of like how he doesn't like to get into fights because once he gets into a fight, he can't stop. Right. Yeah. He um, he is a fun character while he's there. Yeah, yeah. He definitely like they. That's how they brought him in. They were like, oh, he would be a very like fun guy to have around when yeah. we need him. <laughs> and he's not a great fighter, but he's fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was medi barely mediocre. Barely mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, so there's a lot of just setting up at this point for the big fight that's gonna happen here and. We should probably talk about the romance subplot, I guess. We have to. Yeah. It it's supposed to it's, be important. <laughs> it's supposed to be important, but it feels subpar. It's not great. Like the young samurai and the daughter that they cut the hair with have like this fling going on, but it's forbidden love because a farmer and a samurai can't be in love. It's just not a very interesting story. No, no. and I'm going to say the writing it, for them's not great. Yeah, it mm. almost feels like Robert Heinlein wrote that romance part of it. It, it wasn't good. <laughs> I'm going to say, I th- think I still like it better than Pat Me and Anakin. They're about the same level for me, but... um, <laughs> that This one's not stretched over an entire movie, at least. Or an entire Fair. trilogy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it's just... You could cut the romance out and save the audience 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, I think that is, like, one of the cuts I would make, because it kind of, it just is there. It's pretty inconsequential, honestly. I really don't feel much chemistry with the characters anyways, which kind of makes sense because of how it's, like, structured as a movie. Like, this is, like, war movie, so, like, you know, sometimes that's how it is, but, like... I mean, it could have been written a lot better than what it actually was. Yeah, but it it is what it is, so just kind of... That's there. That's something you will put a pin in that. Keep that in the recess of your mind. If you I want guess. to watch this movie, just know you're going to be watching <laughs> at least 30 minutes of a really bad romance. Uh, yeah. A very yeah. weird, awkward romance where not a lot of things are said, but like 
They just, she kind, sure they just does stare fall at each on other. the ground a lot. She falls on the ground. There's crying. There's like weird, just staring at each other back and forth. Not even like in a romantic way, just in an awkward way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a, uh, it's like two fourteen-year-olds that don't know how to express themselves. Kinda, yeah. yeah. I think that's basically all I wanted to talk about with the training. Did you guys anything else you remember wanting to really talk about? I mean, the only thing that I really liked out of it was um, Kujiro. Whenever he's training, like how he's weirdly like it doesn't seem like he's good at training but he's just more or less a hard ass in all of the and all the vel- villagers 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 um because like i guess like one good example is like when he tells them all like stand at attention like he's going there and he's like hey adjust your spear yeah he's like, kind of thinking like <laughs> just kind of be like a weird hard ass in them like said kind of just like whenever he's yelling at them we'll start going me 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 like in the middle of it yeah it's he, again. He's just like really fun, though. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it it's hard to hate him in a lot of ways. Like, I wasn't sure how Jiraiya would react to this character, but <laughs> well, because like I, I get he, it. Yeah. Some characters <laughs> like this you don't like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he starts off abrasive, but be, like I said, he's kind of a dickhead, but he's a lovable one. Yeah. Um, but what I guess I mean we're basically at the end of the movie, but like let's get into the meat and potatoes of the war. I yeah, think this yeah. is like. The part that probably would stick out to most people. The most dramatic parts of this movie are from here on out, I would say. Yeah, unless you want to count the actress who played the farmer daughter. No. (laughs) No, I I will say, though, with this, uh, the way that this movie is structured is actually pretty similar to, like, pretty much how every single Western was uh, structured afterwards. How, like, they're saying, like, something's going to happen, and the entire movie is building up to a scene basically and yeah, this is the like, battle kind of, at sundown or whatever yeah pretty much and that's what this is is this is basically building up to said battle battle at sundown yeah mhm um it's like kind of weird to talk about it as a war cuz like it's like a war war where it's like the dirty kind of war not like a hollywood war i would yeah. say that is one thing that i did like about that cuz like people get covered in mud and dirt and blood and everything else for this yeah people are kind of falling over on cuz again these are just farmers that were trained in a week basically yeah yeah and i was like some of the scenes like for a movie made in 1954 got like weirdly brutal like whenever one of the one of the first deaths that like really caught my eye was whenever one of the bandits fell off of his horse and was like backing away from the villagers and they backed him into a corner and there's like basically like 17 villagers stabbing a guy to death with bamboo yeah, yeah it is <laughs> like it's kind of brutal like yeah. in a way that a war movie isn't even kind of brutal if there were blood in this there's not, obviously, yeah, because yeah. you don't need it. Like You're not going to notice it in a black-and-white movie for mm-hmm. the most part anyway. But if there were blood in this, it would be extremely gruesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. like that's, Stuff like that's kind of... Because with age, definitely mm-hmm. isn't that bad. But like I think at the time, is stuff like that makes me think it probably would have had an R. Yeah, if it oh, yeah. did have a rating, it would have yeah. been an R, yeah. Yeah, and like just the character deaths and the drama and yeah. some of the sexuality would have been a lot for the time. There is a lot of cursing too, but yeah. I think mm-hmm. that would be like the lower end of stuff that would have gotten this in our I mean, between like the cursing, the violence, uh just the subject matter of a lot of it cuz they do discuss like, you know, very sensitive topics like murder and pillaging and rape and all yeah. this other stuff and like very great destroyed. Area. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say like basically like, the destruction of families and stuff like that stuff that was considered to be Especially in Western cinema, a very much like a no go. Like at right. this time in Western cinema, they still wouldn't even show a married couple sleeping in the same bed. Yeah, you know? I bet. I like. There's probably. I can probably see where a lot of the cuts were made that they did to this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will say when I pulled up the character list, one of the weird, weird first things that it showed on Google is that this movie's two hours and twenty minutes long. 
which means that there's a good chance that the American cut of this had an hour cut out of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, easily, I could argue, 30 minutes should at least be cut out. I mean, like, in a ideal, like, oh, you're talking to the director, there's 30 minutes, but, like, I don't know, it's a weird thing where I can, like, say I think their stuff should be cut, but I don't think, like, if you're releasing something like this to another audience, you should make those cuts. I don't think that's part of the... (laughs) Yeah. equation like yeah, 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 yeah i agree it, yeah if you're like talking to the director and yeah, like really have over time you're like yeah. hey i watched your movie uh let me pitch this to you <laughs> yeah or like again this is like the opposite of what i think your people would do but like if you like on a later release you give a literal director's cut that cuts stuff out that you don't think was necessary yeah i think that would be interesting yeah that'd be of course director cuts are longer usually yeah, most directors usually want everything they did. yeah yeah <laughs> but um yeah uh so yeah the war is like this kind of back and forth too because like it isn't like a war as in like everyone goes out to all the bandits come to the town and all the townsfolk go and fight them it's like it's a long drawn out war like mm-hmm. it's a war where stuff like starvation and supplies are actually a factor in it yeah I mean, one thing you also find out about this, too, is that the bandits themselves aren't exactly warriors either. Because, like, a, during a lot of these scenes, like, what they keep on saying is, like, we're going to have to try to split them up. Because and even after they split them up, like, you know, there's a couple that still, of the bandits who are still trying to fight the villagers. But most of them, when they see a swarm coming at them with sharpened bamboo, they run the other direction. Yeah. Cause, like, As anybody would. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, the first, like, major times they fight, it's this thing where... Their strategy is, like, well, they cut them off at three of the gates. Like, basically, you can't even enter those gates with horses at the very least. Like, Mm -hmm. there's fences, there's the spike walls, just not not available. You can't take those gates. Yeah. So they made it so they basically had to come in from the north. And when they're there, the strategy is let one or two in, pick them off. Yeah, and then once you've let one or two in, everybody else go in with your bamboo spears, make a bamboo wall so nobody else can get in, and then you just kill those yeah. people as you wish. Which like that's like a war strategy. Like, yeah, if you can't beat them as all, you can't beat all of them. Beat some of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, there's a lot of that kind of back and forth. Um, uh, an important factor in this is the bandits have three muskets. Yes. Yeah. Which like feels kind of funny to say, but like this is in the fifteen to sixteen hundreds when the people you're fighting have bamboo spears and seven swords. Yeah, three muskets is a game changer. Right, yep. right. So, uh, like that's I think that the main reason for that is like, you know, you think, oh, why don't the seven samurai just rush in? Like, yeah, it's like that would be suicide basically. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, because like. That's the thing there. the masters talk about is, like, with those three muskets, it's kind of hard to, like, make sure we can stay safe. And the uh, the samurai that won the duel that ended up going on their party uh, was like, all right, I'll go get one. Well, first, like, one of the farmers is like, you're right, I'll go get it. And the samurai is like, don't be in it. It's a suicide mission. I'll go. Yeah. And he just runs. And yeah, <laughs> it just cuts to day, and it's, like, a weirdly, like, tense thing because mm-hmm. it's, like, did he just die? Yeah, because yeah, like, they said, like, oh, he'll be back soon. And then daylight comes. Like, he's not back yet. Yeah, and, like, the young one keeps, like, doing, like, a look because every sound he hears he thinks is going to be him. Mm-hmm. But uh, he comes back with the musket eventually. So... He just hands it to him. Yeah, he hands it to him. 
goes to a, a wall, sits down, and immediately starts sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the young ones like goes up to him and is like, "You're you're a magnificent person. I hope you know." And he's like, "Thanks. Let me sleep." Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like an interesting because like it's stuff like that that I think really sets the tone for the young samurai. Like mm-hmm. he's he. They say it a lot, but he really is just a kid, ultimately. He's like, untested in every single way. Yeah, like, he kind of... It's weird. Like, I don't know how he got into the samurai if, it, like, he was born into it or what. Like, got that's a recruit at some point. I mean, yeah, but, like, it's interesting to see, like, this kid has never been in a battle, basically. Yeah. So, um, that's the... That's one of the big things, and, uh... You know, he's, like, boasting it to Kuchiro, and Kuchiro's getting fed up of it. He's like, I can do that, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And, like, he also goes to get the musket. Very different strategy he had. He yeah. went in broad daylight and just dressed as one of the dead warriors. Just took off his clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he finds one of the people who have the musket that's just kind of at the gate ready to shoot. <laughs> and he just, like, he just talks to him a it. bit and then just kills him, yeah. He's like, ah, well, you know, it's it's what's he doing? He like get, get, get the musket gets handed to him. He's like, yeah, okay, and he hands it back, <laughs> <laughs> which is like such such a like Bugs Bunny, yeah. Daffy Duck kind of thing. I do love it though. Like it's such a charming little it is. scene. It's yeah. super fun. Yeah, he just um, like walks up and starts talking to him. He's just like, man, they're gonna starve if we don't get the ba- or you know get their barley soon enough. And he's just like, oh, don't worry, we'll get in there soon enough. And just like, or he, I think he asks him what his name is. He just like pulls out his sword. No, no, like he just pulls out the sword yeah. for no reason, <laughs> just to like show off, basically. Because the guy's like looking at him, and then he sees the sword. He's like, "Oh fuck!" He tries to yeah, run. Yeah, tries running away. <laughs> but um, while he was doing this, uh, he actually asked one of the villagers, uh, Yohei, to like hold guard, basically. And Yohei's like this old, fragile man yeah. that's like scared all the time. Um. And he asked him to stay guard, and he's like, oh, you'll be fine, you know? Like, no one's coming in here. Uh, And, like, after getting the musket, he basically, the entire bandits are chasing him now. Yep. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what you do. He made a ruckus, and he's in their camp, so. Yeah, yeah. and, like, he brings that back, and the master's like, "What? Are, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, what do you mean, what am I doing? I got the, I got the, I got I the got musket. musket. It's right here. He's like, this isn't about glory or for your glorification of yourself. We're fighting a battle here. You can't leave your post. Yeah, and uh, as that happens, the one of the posts gets, uh, well, multiple areas are getting swarmed. Yeah. And, like, he runs to go check on them, and, like, I think, like, two or three basically got in. Mm-hmm. But uh, some of the villagers are getting taken out, and, like, one of the ones that got in has a bow. So, like, he can take out a lot more than uh, the rest that, because the rest are, with a sword on a horse. Yes. And uh, during this time, they lose another one of their samurai, and uh, Yohei ends up getting shot too. And uh, very, this is like a really important moment for Kuchiro, I would say. Like, it's kind of a turn of his character. Yeah, because yeah. he realizes it's not just about him anymore. His actions actually have a consequence. Yeah, because like, ultimately, he kind of had a ride or die. Mm-hmm. So, sort of thing because yeah. like he was like well i mean if i die i die like there's that's what's left yeah well wasn't it at this time too that um the village elders house like they set that on fire wasn't it uh that's they a, said like three well that's a little or was it yeah a little bit a later. little later but like okay. that was earlier 
either earlier or later, but like not. I would at say it's this a little time. bit later because I think that's actually one of the ma- major defining points for Kachiro's character. A bit, but like, yeah, like they're the whole plan was three pe- three houses have to go. Like yeah. Yeah. we can't protect well, all of them because they're far on the outskirts. Yeah, they're far on the outskirts. And like some villagers saying, like, "Well, I'm going to protect my house," and he basically told them, "Like, you can't do that. We're not going to sacrifice an entire village for three houses." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, whenever those houses are being ransacked and burnt down, uh, the family of the old man, because he's just still in his barn or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, he said he wasn't abandoning it. Yeah, this is how he always wanted to go, <laughs> was, Yeah, uh, dying in his house. And so, like, Kuchiro goes out to get them, and so does the old man, the, the wise man, the leader yeah. of the samurai. Yeah, the master. Um, the master. And they both go out, and they find her, and she's been stabbed with a spear, and she has a baby, the house is burnt down, she basically gestures that her husband and her uh, dad are dead. Yeah. Yeah, and she gives the baby to Kochiro and just kind of dies. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, "No, this is this is uh, this is exactly me. This yeah, is this my is life." Me. Yeah. yeah, he's holding the baby says, "I am this baby." Kind yeah. of thing, which kind of shows also like at one point in time he was a farm or uh, in a farming village. His uh village was ransacked. His family was killed. Yeah. Which is yeah. why he is the way he is. Mhm. Which I and think like, that's another like huge turning point for his character too. Yeah. Cause like, it, it that one's like the that's like a reflection point and the, uh, his post causing a him leaving the post causing such a is the turning point I guess like yeah very both very important for what he does next yeah yeah because that's kind of his like oh my consequences here have or my my consequences have actions my actions have major <laughs> consequences here his consequences do have actions <laughs> yeah um. But we're basically at the final day. They, like, picked off most of them. There are 13 left, and they're, but at the same time, they've lost two of the samurai as well as the, um, as well as, I think, like, quite a seven few villagers. villagers. Yeah, yeah like, quite, a, quite a bit of them. And uh, they're, like, but they're, like, they're out of food. They don't have any supplies left. They have to go now. Basically. Out of food. Everyone's run down and tired. They can barely keep their eyes open. It's like, no matter what, tomorrow's our last day because we can't survive yeah. one more day. Um, Yeah, and he, like, the master's like, all right, go let the villagers know they should go visit their families because this could be it. Yeah. Um, And we have to go back to the romance subplot Ooh. a little bit. Um. <laughs> The it's a it's just, the daughter's such a weird character. Yeah, I don't like get her. I don't get any of these romance characters anyways because I mean, of my it, it could have been written but... way better. It could have been even like as someone who like understands romantic subplots in movies, it could have been written way better. Yeah, but because... she's like goes in the house and gestures that the young samurai should come in, and they hug. On and hay. then they fall in the hay, and it's like, is this the last night? Is the, will yeah, she, end she's tomorrow? like, she asks, are we going to die tomorrow? And he's like, yeah, maybe. It could happen, yeah. Po- totally possible. Very possible. <laughs> <laughs> ba- like, you think we're joking? That's basically what he said. He's like, it's very, it, you know, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you could. And then they, they have sex on the hay. So uh, they hug on the hay for multiple hours, and he leaves. <laughs> uh, the after. dad, who has been very against the samurai being there with the, the women, Mm-hmm. Uh, looks for his daughter, and then he just starts calling her a slut in public because they slept together. Yeah. The whole village is watching him, uh, and there's just shame from the samurai and shame from her, yeah. and it's the whole... Well, kind of, but, like, it kind of seems like most of the village is against a dad. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, 
Everyone's it, like, it is basically what? just like, listen, we all might die tomorrow. It's not really a big deal that this is happening now. And the yeah. dad's just like, fuck all of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, dad's definitely the worst character. He sucks. Daughter's yeah. like, daughter's like written bad, but the dad just sucks. Like yeah. he causes a lot of the conflict because of being a dick. He does. Every every movie where like a whole bunch of people have to get in one area, you always have to have that one character that just causes a problem. But yeah. Um. So that ends, uh, the daughter's traumatized because he fucking beat her mm-hmm. to, like, a pulp, basically. Yep. Fucked up. Um, Very. And we're I mean, at- even before he beat her for beat her to a pulp, he cut off all of her hair because he- Well, oh, that her. was much earlier. But that's, it just shows that, like, this isn't, like, just a one-time thing. Like, he's yeah. just constantly being a dick to her. Yeah, like, it's one of, like, he tries to justify it, saying, like, oh, well, you know, it's because I- love you a lot that I have to be terrible but he's just a terrible person literally introduction of his character like we have to cut off all of your hair and you have to pretend to be a boy or they're gonna rape you I promise yeah and it's just like nobody is on board and he just gets the whole town to be convinced of that it's super early in the movie yeah um terrible character I mean like not as in like it's bad writing or anything just I hate him he's just a dick yeah Yeah. in fact might be good writing because I fucking hate him so much (laughs) yeah (laughs) that might have been the point is they want you to hate this character but yeah uh so it is the final day, uh, extremely rainy. Yeah. Like awful, awful weather. The entire like, town is flooding. To it. Yeah, just adding to the things about this day. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bandits are making their last stand, and the plan is let them all in, and we're just going to corner them, which there's 13 left, and they have a musket at this point at yeah. best. Well, two, technically. No, because Kachiro stole one. Oh, you're saying that the bandits have the one bandits musket. have yeah, a musket. Yeah, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I uh, the samurai don't really use their musket. I don't think they really know how to so, use a musket. Yeah, I was gonna say the first one, like we don't know what happened with that one. The second one, we know that Kachira says samurai did Kuchiro, yeah, whatever. Uh, whenever he was running away from the bandits with the musket, he shot at them. Yeah. and it's not exactly like there's bullets in this village. You can shoot rocks. Uh, that seems dangerous, actually. Don't you? That seems like a bad idea. <laughs> I don't know. This fucking musket's oh, such a weird I, system, anyways. It has a yeah, long ass say, rope oh, that you have to hold and wait for it to fire. I will say I'm not an expert on 16th century muskets, specifically but, in Japan, too. Specifically Japanese 16th century muskets, but actually, you know, the villagers probably also don't have black powder or gunpowder. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. there's probably a lot of reasons they don't use these muskets, right? The whole idea was just take it away from the bandits because, like, that's the one advantage they have over them because <laughs> there's more villagers than there are bandits, but the bandits have more are more weapons and are well are better equipped. But yeah, um, it's the last stand though. The like final showdown. Rabbit rat strike. Um, so like they light in all the bandits basically to fight them to corner them and fight them off and like. It's just kind of like 10 minutes of them killing. Yeah, yeah. just a fight. And like... Uh, in a rain where like mud is being slung everywhere. Like everybody's dirty and covered in grime yeah. while they're doing this. Kuchiro has a vengeance. He just sticks seven... He sticks five swords in the ground for later in case... In case his he's breaks. Like, he's like, one sword's not going to be enough to kill them all. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, after it was his fault that all these bandits got in, he just stayed by the grave of the samurai that died all night. Yeah. Like, again, like, he fucked up, and he realized that he was the reason for all this. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he just has five swords in the ground. He has his giant fucking sword still that he's fighting mm-hmm. with, and all the bandits come in. Everyone's fighting. Yeah. It's fucking chaos. Like, he... Kuchiro, like, 
for her last stand, he fucking goes out. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. He, like, knocks, like, four of the bandits off their horses, directly kills, like, two of them. Yeah. Um, one bandit did the a bandit with the musket did escape and went to the room where they're just keeping all the women and like tried almost using like a hostage situation to get out of there alive. Yeah. Um, but he gets a shot on the samurai that won the duel. Yeah. And that he dies. Just right there. And then Kuzo, I think. Kuzo? Yeah. K Y U Z O. Kyozo, probably yeah. Kyozo. Sure. Um and like uh, Kuchiro is still kind of bloodlust, goes to do it and gets shot too. But before he goes down, he goes and he fucking kills the guy with the musket, which yeah. I think was the leader. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's great because he's shot and he gets back up and he just starts stumbling towards the guy. He's like, You gotta be kidding me. Yeah, the guy, <laughs> yeah, the leader's like, What the fuck? <laughs> What's happening? And, uh, but this is also Kuchiro's final act. Yeah. yeah. Which, a character that always did everything for himself, did, sacrificed himself for everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, bringing the character arc full circle. Yeah, yeah, he has. I think he has the best character arc in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, because like, well, yeah, most of the characters kind of end up where they start. Oh, except for the youngest. Yeah, the youngest ends up below where he started. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, it kind of like. It's just raining in the shot, and then it cuts to the next day where all the villagers are out planting their new crops, mm-hmm. and they're singing and, celebrating. and dancing. Yeah, and uh, it's you see the, the young pupil samurai and that girl. And, like, there's just like a divide between them now. Yeah, uh, she's very scared at this point, and the young samurai kind of doesn't know what to do. And um, but I want there's this like beautiful shot where it's the three samurai at the bottom of the hill and it's framed where the greys of everyone are right behind them to the top of the hill with the four swords sticking out like it's the seven samurai yeah it's it's a really good shot it it is a really good shot like it is beautiful and like it like lingers like there is probably five to ten minutes of just no dialogue at this point yeah they, it's like, well, the singing and dancing from the villagers, but like, there's no real dialogue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's very conflicting between them because there's a celebration on one side, and then there's like a mourning on the other side. Yeah, of this, and like the samurai are mourning in silence because of, of like their dead brethren, of like that, like you know, these men gave their lives for this, and the other people who are celebrating because they had a victory, they won. Yeah, and there's just like the master sits there and like, all right, because he's talking to his friend. Because, uh, actually, I didn't say it. When they finished the war, him and the friend were like, we, we survived again. Yeah, like, that's so the I'm first like, thing he says. Like, this, it's such a, like, powerful statement. Like, this melancholy. Like, he's tired of surviving. Yeah. He's tired of being the only one left time after time again. Um, I mean, that is something that he did say towards the beginning, too. Is, like, even before he took on this job, he says, like, I- I'm tired of war. I'm yeah. tired of fighting. I can't do it anymore. Um, but yeah, when, uh, the young samurai is just kind of looking at the villagers, not sure what to do. And he's talking to his friend and he's like, we lost again. And the friend's like, what do you mean? He's like, the villagers won. Yeah. This is a victory for the villagers, not for us. Mm -hmm. And it ends there. It's like, again, it's such a somber note that I think a lot of movies are kind of scared to go for. Like, it's not a happy victory. No. 
half our main characters are dead. The only ones who win are the villagers, and the villagers aren't like amazing again. Like you're kind of conflicted on how you want to feel about this ending. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if you're cheering for like the romance part of it too, like even like so there's even that divide there. Like they both can't even like look at each other in the eye during that yeah, scene. Yeah, for the two people who might be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah, well, like, yeah it's I'm saying a... though, like no one like there's not exactly a winner. Yeah, like and it again it recontextualizes the thing the master said. He's never he's lost everywhere he's been in. It's not that who he was fighting for has always lost. He didn't lose all his men. He loses he himself lost everything. Yeah. And there was no gain. Yeah. Cuz like even this like war that he want, he ended up agreeing to fight for for a a semi-righteous cause he gets nothing from it. He Yeah. He did his piece. He got uh food and shelter. Yeah. And that's all they agreed to give him. Yeah. It's kind of what's known as a Prague victory actually. Mm-hmm. Which you know, a victory that had such a high cost that it wasn't worth actually the cost of victory. Yeah, but like, I think this ending is probably one of the things that really elevates this movie for me. That it's yeah. such a somber note. Like, it wraps everyone, it all in a bow very beautifully. Yeah, like everyone, Kuchiro, and all the the three other samurai sacrificed themselves for this thing. But what did they really sacrifice for? The villagers don't care about the samurai. Yeah, they yeah. never truly did. Yeah. Such a sad thing. Like, the villagers aren't even mourning their own loss. They didn't care that much. Like They're just happy that they're alive. Yeah, like, Yohei, like, was such a, like, a, he was like a heart of a village. They lost their elder. Yeah, they lost their elder. They lost Yohei. They lost so much, but they didn't care because they're alive. Mm-hmm. And, again, like, they're, they exist as the antithesis of what the master was teaching the young one, like, it doesn't matter what you it doesn't matter that you survive you all need to survive and the villagers don't care i would say it's actually this movie is a pretty brave damnation of war honestly yeah, yeah. like this movie encapsulates the idea of war is hell mm-hmm. like there are no winners in war it's like beautifully showing that yeah and you know 1954 uh japan post world war 2 yeah, a yeah, lot like, of their stories are about like fucking yeah. war sucks. And like again, like the you could probably draw a lot of parallels from the sacrifice of the samurai to the bombings. Yeah. Of Japan and like Japan for a long time was so like shook from the results of World War II. I mean, arguably still like they're at a point where they don't like discussing World War II. I to mean, this day. not to get too I mean, you yeah. know, this, but, like, it's kind of what it is. Um, We had, in the United States, probably our biggest, our two biggest attacks on American soil were Pearl Harbor and 9-11. Mm-hmm. Arguably, I would say 9-11 is the one that's talked about yeah. uh, in contemporary times more so than anything. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that 9-11 and the events thereof will have a lasting impact on American society for dozens of years to come still um that's a thousand people dead roughly around that number i don't remember the exact number so i do apologize um millions died (laughs) on the the bombing of hiroshima millions of people innocent people for the most part just citizens that had nothing to do with the war just murdered 
that's yeah. going to leave scars in the psyche of a society that will be impossible to heal. Yeah, like I had the privilege of visiting Japan and one of the places we visited was was there, like the site of the bombing. And it is such a like eye-opening. Because like, you know, you hear about the number of deaths and it's like one of those things where like, 10 deaths is a tragedy, but a million deaths is a statistic. Right. And, like, I think being able to see that really puts it in perspective because it is, like, a terrifying realization of what we did because you go there and the shadows are still there from the people that were there. You go to, like, where they preserve some of the things they found. There's, like, a tricycle almost perfectly fine that had a kid on it. And it's such, like, a insane thing. You know, but um, I guess we're kind of we're slightly drifting off from the movie, of bit. course. But like, but I think it's relevant. Yeah, like I think it's one of those things you never truly create media in a vacuum. No, no, absolutely not. So like, again, like I bring this up a lot. Like the original Godzilla was also a metaphor for the bombings. Yeah, and that's swayed. Yeah, that's a, a different place from... too, of course. But yeah, yeah. but like it shows like the impact of it just that it keeps going with the media like i don't think seven samurai would have existed in the same way it did yeah i think you're right but um of course that is uh that's basically the movie uh anything else you guys wanted to talk about any lingering thoughts about stuff that happened no I mean, that was my main thing about it, too, is, like, there are, like, certain scenes that feel like they kind of drag on just because of the cinematography style of this movie. But, like I said earlier, I feel like the ending of this movie just kind of wraps it all in a bow. It makes it all worthwhile yeah. to see it all play out that way. Yeah. I guess we talked about it a bit, but I do really want to praise a lot of the shots in this. Like, it's beautiful. There's one you were talking about where, like, after they uh, discover that the villagers killed samurai before, it's, like, this shot of six of the samurai like and it's just staged so well and they don't say anything but like you read their emotions perfectly yeah everybody and, like, and i think that's a lot of praise to the actors which you don't really give to course, actors yeah. a lot of that in that era i think of acting just because of how over the top it can have to be for everything but how they're all able to convey complex emotions by sitting there silently is fucking impressive yeah like uh, one of the big standouts to me was the samurai who like cut someone down. You can see the turmoil in him. Yeah, like you see him, and he's like, you're like he, he's gonna do something. Like he's hurt. He, he's deeply hurt about that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a great movie. It honestly yeah. is. Um, but uh, winding down. Uh, let's get some final thoughts. I'll I'll start with Robbie. Okay. Um. Like I said, I feel like some of it is just kind of the cin- the cinematography and the storytelling of its time. It's a little bit dated with it. Uh, that not exactly a downfall for this movie, though. Like I said, uh, the fact that they feel that they need to have seven, eight minute long scenes of somebody just chasing someone in a circle. <laughs> a little bit odd. <laughs> uh, but once again, that just kind of is the style of this movie. So I can't really give it too harsh of a critic about that or be too harsh of a critic about that. I can't so about the almost like that little love scene between the samurai and the farmer. Cause I just feel like that could have been written better. It felt like it was yeah. an afterthought for everything else that happens in this movie. 
uh the only part that like really counts is like the scene wherever like they get together at the very end but the fact that it's one of those like hey we could die tomorrow like let's make tonight count kind of thing that's been done so much better in so many other different movies um those are my only two like really big gripes about it um a lot of other things i do really like about it like the fact that there's there was a lot of like love put into this movie like when it came to like you know building up the or the village and like the cinematography of everything that's happening like you can tell that they put a lot of effort into the scenes that they were shooting for it like between having to basically sharpen all that or bamboo and like build up this town and then build up a town with its defenses up and then like have the war scene between all these different people and like since it was in the 50s they just had a couple hundred people on the screen at once just all trying to fight each other basically uh between that and like how it was like grimy and dirty at times too whenever it got to a lot of those fight scenes and like said i feel like a lot of it is like building up to the ending of this movie basically but it does it so well at the very end too like you said like that ending just kind of packs all of it together in like this perfect little package almost and it's somber and it's almost depressing with how they do the ending of this movie but it's done so perfectly well um god i give it probably an eight like it is an old movie but it's still to this day done very well all right uh jariah uh yeah it's a gorgeous film. I think the length isn't um, necessarily necessary, mm-hmm. but I do understand why he would want it. Because yeah. so much of this movie is about the passage of time and feeling like there's an actual change from day to day and stuff like that and really getting to know these characters. So there are things that I don't like about it, but I understand why they're there. Like... um. I think even while it was happening, while the first chase around one room for one guy was happening in there, like Robbie said, like, it was long as hell, and I didn't enjoy watching it, but I understood why it was there. I don't necessarily like it, but I understand it. Um, A lot of things when I I say, like, this could be taken out, and, like, this could cut time, like, this doesn't respect time, like, I don't feel like this wasn't a doesn't-respect-my-time kind of thing. This is more of, like, the filmmaker directly thought, like, this is developing a character. Um, whether or not I like that it's doing that or not, I think is a different thing, but I think I actually understand where he's coming from when he's doing a lot of these kind of things. Okay. I understand what he's trying to do with the romance. I don't think it hit, (laughs) but I get it. I get what he's trying to do with this young, naive samurai who doesn't know his way around society or the blade or how to act or anything like that. He's been training the blade. Well, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, I think I think I I get where he's coming from from all that. So I really do appreciate it even if I don't enjoy it all the time. Um, but overall as a film, I really did enjoy this movie. Even uh even putting in the things that I don't like. Um, I ended up really enjoying this movie. I would give it an 8. Um, which is more than I expected coming into this. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and I'll of course round us off on this triangle. Um, I do love this movie in a lot of ways. Um, I think this is one of the movies where, like, there's no asterisk, and I would say this is a classic. Like, yes, I don't think it's like, oh, well, it was good at the time, yada, yada. I think this is still a beautiful movie, and, like, one of those movies I say, this is a must-watch. I know it's a tall order to ask someone to watch a three-and-a-half-hour movie. This movie gives you an intermission. You can take a halfway point. Yeah, and, you absolutely can. But, like, this movie speaks so much with even 
but there's a lot it's pretty limited in dialogue ultimately like if you take account of the three and a half hour runtime i would say maybe half of that's dialogue yeah and like not, not a lot of movies can say that i would argue i would agree and like it's such a beautiful movie like has amazing characters it has amazing beautiful shots it uses music really well just barring a scene probably i would say (laughs) but like and some of that's the fact that it doesn't need music all the time it knows that i think that's one of the things i think is kind of weird about movies as i watch them more is like there always has to be a noise in movies but like this one lets you breathe it says all right this is war. Like, there's not a big bombastic war soundtrack. There's like most of the music's very simple, like maybe two, three instrument songs. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. Like, I watched this in high school, and like it immediately gripped me. And again, like you guys can attest to this. This doesn't seem like a movie I would love. Absolutely like, not. Yeah, like. <laughs> With everything that you complain about with the movies that we bring, this seemed like the opposite of what you'd want. <laughs> I know. like <laughs> it's, it, it's old. It has a lot of things that wasn't cliche at the time but are kind of cliche now because of it. Long time, super long, uh, crappy romance. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like old. Yeah, I like how old becomes some of the things <laughs> you guys just say I don't like. It's kind of funny. Anything made before 1999. Well, like, I don't, it's something about how, it really goes to how well most of the writing is in this, though. Like, other than it being black and white, obviously, this doesn't feel like it's 70 years old. Yeah, and it is one thing that I did say earlier, too. Like, a lot of the things that they did in this movie was, like, very frowned upon in a lot of cinema. Like, it would Mm. be, this would be considered to be too gritty. It'd be too dark. Yeah. It'd be too, um, too brutal in some set sense too. Like it took a lot of steps that movies were prey, like movies that didn't come out until like 10, 20 year, or 10, 15 years later were considered to be ultra violent for doing some of the same things this movie did. Yeah. Like if you told me there was a war, like a basically a war movie set in the fifties, I, I probably would have thought it would kind of be a laughing stock nowadays, but like, Sure, it's a little funny because they didn't have the choreography, of course. But I actually like, wound up thinking that worked for the movie. And yeah, I, I think it makes it feel raw. Yeah. And that's really important. Like, it's the rawness of a war. And this is a movie that's not afraid to say there are no winners in war, really. Yeah. And that's important in a lot of ways. I think that's one of the things, the farther we get, from these huge wars that like more people forget like i remember listening to people talk about war like it was just a thing that happens like not like it was like oh yeah you know you you just have the war why don't we go to war with it and it's like it really kind of we're such we're so distilled to war in a lot of ways desensitized desensitized yeah (laughs) we're so desensitized to war I, i think especially like our generation were like We've been at war most of our life. Uh, I literally don't have a memory to where we weren't an inv- invading some country for some reason. Yeah, and it's like insane to think about. And yeah, there's just this movie speaks loudly, and it wears what it is on its chest. And I love basically every character in this. A character is always a big thing for me. Like 
a movie can have the best fucking plot idea ever, but if I think the characters are boring, I don't give a shit. Yeah. That's happened on this thing where I've talked about, like, I like the idea, I just didn't like the characters, and yeah. that drags it for me. But, like, these are such, like, even the seven samurai are all written perfectly, I think. Like, there's nothing I would really change about any of them. Like, you can say maybe the romance, but at the same time, it fits so perfectly with that character. Like, he's a young, naive kid. Yeah, yeah. And, like, everything that was inspired by this, like, war things that were inspired by this don't feel like they took what this did and made it better. Usually it felt like they took what this did and fit it to how they tell their story. Oh yeah. Like I I did have a different expectation of this movie with uh, like, you know, knowing what magnificent seven is uh, it is heavily inspired by this movie. It's not this movie though. Like they, it, it is very much like, the Magnificent Seven is basically like just a gang of seven people. I think there might have been like three or four at the beginning. Like they might are. It was either that or like they got a, a cowboy to help them, and basically like bandits were gonna attack their town. And that cowboy got a bunch of his friends that like, oh, I know this guy, or oh, I know that guy, and he brought six of his friends together and like taught the townsfolk how to defend themselves against these bandits who are gonna come in with their town and everything. I would say all in all there's a little bit preventing this from being like my perfect movie, but this is a nine for me. Like this is one of the highest recommendations I would ever give a movie. Like it's not, it's not one of those movies where I like, Oh, well, if you like this thing, you'll love this movie. It's like, this is a gorgeous piece of cinema. And one of the times I don't think this movie is overrated. I think this movie deserves basically every accolade it gets. This is 100% in my mind like a top 50 movie ever made um but yeah uh on that note uh that will be it for this week yes we watched a really long movie not the longest not the longest but my favorite of the longest (laughs) (laughs) of the long ones we've had this might this might be my favorite too yeah i mean it's like watchmen this and what deer hunter yeah yeah well, I think I, Deer Hunter's great. I, I, I like, <laughs> Deer Hunter's one, like, it's like fading in the back of my head, basically. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you want to get a hold of us, Jariah, what can Ooh, they do? I never did do this. Um, you can email us directly at our email, which is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to our link tree. We always put it in the description of the episodes in our bio. If you don't want to just open your phone or your browser and just click that, you can do L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash L-O-I-P. Find all of our socials. You'll find our YouTube where we archive our Twitch streams, which we do every Wednesday and Saturday night. We'll probably have a few secret streams in there, too, which is like little secrets. Just me only. I'm going to tell you about Little ninja streams. Yeah. It's just going to be me playing a fighting game with no commentary. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows what those streams will be? They are they're they'll be a side content, you know. Um, so yeah, you can do that. Check us out there. We're minutes away from when we're done recording this to start doing a live thing too, and that's gonna be fun. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's what you do. Yep, that's where <laughs> you find us. And Robbie, Yo. why don't you get us out of here? So we're out and about. Make sure to be kind to one another and make sure to be safe. And whether you've been with us since the very beginning or this is the very first time you listened to us, thank you for listening. Thank you all. 
Thank so you so much. This was a fun one. I'm glad I brought this. Yeah. Good time. Yeah. It was good. We will see you guys next time. Yes. Have a good one. Be safe out there. Watch our stuff. <laughs> Bye. Four for four. Uh, like Kurosawa, we make mad films. Well, we don't make films, but this one had a samurai. Thank you.